Amazon Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters. Presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, this is Mrs. Kovach. Today I'll be reading from the book Rot and Ruin by Jonathan Mayberry. Part one, the family business. I don't know what's waiting for us when we die. Something better, something worse. I only know that I'm not ready to find out yet. Benny Amira couldn't hold a job, so he took to killing. It was the family's business. He barely liked his family, but his family, he meant his older brother, Tom, and he definitely didn't like the idea of the business or the work. The only part of the deal that sounded like it might be fun was the actual killing. He'd never done it before. Sure, he'd gone through a hundred simulations in gym class and in the scouts, but they never let kids do any real killing, not before they hit 15. Why not? He asked his scoutmaster, a fat guy named Feeney. He used to be a TV weatherman back in the day. Benny was 11 at the time and obsessed with zombie hunting. How come you don't let us whack some real zombs? Because killing that sort of thing, you should learn from your folks, said Feeney. I don't have any folks, Benny countered. My mom and dad died on first night. Ouch. Sorry, Benny. I forgot. Point is, you got family of some kind, right? I guess. I got Mr. Perfect Tommy Amura for a brother, and I don't want to learn anything from him. Feeney just stared at him. Wow. I didn't know you were related to him. He's your brother? Huh. Well, there's your answer, kid. Nobody's better to teach you the art of killing zombies than a professional killer like Tommy Amira. Feeney paused and licked his lips nervously. I guess being his brother and all, you've seen him take down a lot of zombies. No, Benny said with huge annoyance. He never lets me watch. Really, that's odd. Well, ask him when you turn 13. Benny had asked on his 13th birthday and Tommy had said no. Again, it wasn't a discussion, just the word no. That was more than two years ago, and now Benny was six weeks past his 15th birthday. He had four more weeks of a grace period before he had to find a paying job before the town ordinance cut his food rations by half. Benny hated being in that position. If one more person gave him the 15 and free speech, he was going to scream. He hated that as much as when people saw someone doing hard work and they said things like, holy smokes, he's going at that like he's 15 and out of food. Like it was something to be happy about, something to be proud of, working your butt off for the rest of your life. Benny didn't see what the fun was in that. Okay, maybe it was marginally okay because it meant only half days of school from then on out, but otherwise it sucked. His buddy, Lou Chong, said it was a sign of growing cultural oppression that was driving the post-apocalyptic humanity towards the acceptance of a new slave state. Benny had no idea what Chong meant by that, and even the meaning of anything that he said most of the time. But he nodded in agreement because the look on Chong's face always made it seem like he knew exactly what was what. At home, before he even finished eating his dessert, Tom had said, if you want to talk about joining the family business, are you going to chew my head off again? Then he stared a venomous death at Tom and then said very, very clearly and distinctly, I don't want to work in the family business.
I'll take that as a no then. Don't you think it's a little late now to try to get me all excited about it? I asked you a zillion times to. You asked me to take you out on kills. Right. And every time I did, you, Tom, cut him off. There's a lot more to do, a lot more to what I do, Benny. Yeah, there probably is. And maybe I would have thought the rest was something I could deal with. But you never, ever let me see the cool stuff. There is nothing cool about killing zombies, Tom said sharply. There, there is when you're you're talking about killing zombies, Benny fired back. That stalled the conversation. Tom stalked out of the room and banged around the kitchen for a while. And Benny threw himself down on the couch. Tom and Benny never talked about zombies. They had every reason to, but they never did. Benny couldn't understand it. He hated zombies. Everybody hated them. Though with Benny, it was a white, hot, consuming hatred that went back to his very first memory because it was his first memory, a nightmare image that was there every night when he closed his eyes. It was an image that seared into him as a child, even though it was something he had seen as a tiny child. Dad and mom. Mom screaming, running towards Tom, shoving a squirming Benny all 18 months into Tom's arms, screaming and screaming and telling him to run, while the thing that had been dad pushed his way through the bedroom door that mom had tried to block with a chair and a lamp and everything else she could find. Benny remembered mom's screaming words, but the memory was so old and he'd been so young, he didn't remember what any of them were. Maybe there was no words. Maybe it was just her screaming. Benny remembered the white heat on his face as Tom's tears fell on them as they climbed out the bedroom window. They lived in a ranch-style house, one story, the window emptying out into the yard that was pulsing with red and blue police lights. There were more shouts and screams, the neighbors, the cops, maybe the army, thinking back. Benny figured it was probably the army and the constant popping of gunfire near and far away. But of all of it, Benny remembered a single last image as Tom clutched him in his chest Benny looked over his brother's shoulder at the bedroom window. Mom leaned out the window, screaming at them as dad's pale hands reached out of the shadows of the room and drug her back out of sight. That was Benny's oldest memory. And if there had been older memories, then that image had burned them away. Because he was so young, the whole thing was little more than a collage of pictures and noises. But over the years, Benny had burned his brain to reclaim each fragment, to assign meaning and sense to every scrap that he could recall. Benny remembered the hammering sound vibrating against his chest that was Tom's panic heartbeat and the long wail of his cry for his mom and dad. He hated Tom for running away. He hated that Tom hadn't stayed and helped mom. He hated what their dad had become on first night all those years ago, just as he hated what dad had turned mom into. In his mind, they were no longer mom and dad. They were the things that had killed that had killed them, zombies, and he hated them with the intensity that made the sun feel cold and small. Dude, what is it with you and Zoms? Chong once asked him. You act like Zoms have a personal grudge against you. Well, I supposed to have fuzzy bunny feelings for them? Benny had snapped back. No, Chong had conceded. But a little perspective would be nice. I mean, everyone hates Zoms. You don't. Chong had shrugged his bony shoulders and his dark eyes darted away. Everybody hates Zoms. The way Benny saw it, when your first memory was of zombies killing your parents, then you had a license to hate them as much as you wanted. He tried to explain to Chong, but his friend wouldn't draw. It wouldn't be drawn back into the conversation. A few years ago, when Benny found out that Tom was a zombie hunter, he hadn't been proud of his brother. As far as he was concerned, if Tom really had what it took to be a zombie hunter, but he didn't have the guts to help mom. Instead, Tom had run away and left mom to die, to become one of them. Tom had come back into the living room, 
and looked at the remains of the dessert on the table and then looked at Benny on the couch. The offer still stands, he said. If you want to do what I do, then I'll take you on as an apprentice. I will sign the papers so you can still get your full food rations. Benny gave him a long, withering stare. I would rather be eaten by zombies than have you as my boss, Benny said. Tom sighed and turned and trudged upstairs. After that, they didn't talk to each other for days. If you want to read more, I'll read you a teaser on the back of the book. It says, Benny Amira could not hold a job, so he took the killing. In the zombie-infested world Benny has grown up in, teenagers must work once they turn 15 or they'll lose their food rations. Benny isn't interested in taking on the family business, but he reluctantly agrees to train as a zombie killer with his boring big brother, Tom. He expects a dull job, whacking zombies for cash, but he discovers it's a vocation that will teach him what it really means to be human. As his worldview is changed again and again by the lessons he learns from Tom, Benny is forced to confront another horrifying reality. Sometimes the most terrible monsters aren't zombies, they're humans.